0: Good morning, my It's now five after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get
1: pumped! I'm not drinking
2: any fucking
3: below. That's all, what can I say? The camera loves me! Shall we be after you, Junior?
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Multiplex. Logged it. Our show today is Horror Guilty Pleasures. Tim Ricola uh, could definitely not make it tonight, but oh well. You're stuck with me, the, the horror fanatic. Everybody knows if there's anything I love. It's it's a good horror movie, specifically one with like a lot of blood. Like, yeah, that's that's just my bag. Anyway, John. Speaking of a lot of blood. How are you feeling
2: today? Uh, I'm feeling good. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily have a lot of blood, you know, here in this house. But, you know, on my computer screen, on my television screen, there's usually a lot of blood. If Actually, growing up, I had a horrible fear of blood and I would pass out at the sight of it. And horror movies is how I fixed that for myself. So that's how I did it. Wow,
0: I didn't expect you to take that prompt so, like, seriously. Usually people just kind of roll with what I say, but yeah. I'm going to
2: internalize everything you say, Caleb.
0: That, oh, don't do that. Uh, hi, Bill.
1: Hello.
2: I do
0: not want to say anything because I don't want you to internalize anything now.
1: How are you? I mean, all the blood I have is it kept here inside, so That's we're, we're, we're good.
3: are us know where I thought that was going. Okay.
1: Brian, where do you
0: keep your blood... <laughs>
3: I'm oh old, so uh, it doesn't go where you think it's going. Um, but I, I keep it in the bodies that are in the freezer, so it's fine.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. We are we, all, all definitely now on green. a watch list. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've said that I've shot John F. Kennedy like several times on this show. If we're not on a watch list already. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to get started first with your favorite movie, a log this week.
2: Uh, John, let's start with you. You know, I had a clear front runner up until um, one of these movies I wanted to watch actually hit streaming services today. So the my favorite movie that I logged this week is actually a movie I didn't get out to theaters to see, Barbarian, 2022's Barbarian is probably my favorite movie that I logged this week. Um, I really, you know, I, I knew a little bit about it because everybody was saying like, you know, going blind, going blind, going blind. So I, I tried to avoid as much as I could and I was... Pleasantly surprised by like every twist that thing took. That movie was tight. Um, Like 99.9% perfect for my taste. One little tiny issue I had with it, but didn't affect it. That's a five star movie.
0: That is completely fair. Uh, Yeah. Barbarian. I have not seen this yet. I've been told not a Bowman movie. Uh, Brian, have you seen this yet?
3: Uh, I have actually. I I saw this uh, opening night and it was actually one of those that's really fun to watch with the crowd because it's got a lot of weird twists and turns that you don't see coming necessarily. It's like every time you think, Oh, that was the big twist of the movie. It's like, Nope, it's got a few more turns to take. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got a, a I mean, it's great cast. I like Bill Skarsgård. I like, uh, Justin Long's in there. Um, I, yeah, I can't discuss it too much. I give stuff away for people that haven't seen it, but it's uh it's another strong horror movie and a strong year for horror.
0: That is
1: completely valid. Bill, have you seen this yet? I did I actually, went to theaters and saw this and was, uh, wow, That uh, I got whiplash from that film of how quickly things just happened, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this now, okay, where is this going? <laughs> so yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised, fantastic time.
2: I think and, the strength of it is that the most horrible things that happen in that movie, they don't even touch, they just like, yep. this happened. And yeah, then and the trailers give yeah
1: none of it away. Oh, yeah. You know, I, that's what I loved about it, because I went and saw it before I heard
3: too much about it, and it was like, wow, this is not at all where I thought this was going. Right. Not even
0: close. That
3: is completely fair.
0: Well, uh, Brian, we'll
3: go over to you. What is your favorite movie you log this week? Um, I'm actually going to cheat if I can. Um, I, I'd like to talk about a rewatch and a new watch, if I can do that. Tim's not here. he got an extra sure. spot. Um, just, just because Halloween season uh, is upon us, I do want to uh, mention. I usually try to do first-time watches only, but I want to do a rewatch. I watched uh, recently, and you should all watch it. It's a movie called Scare Me. Uh, this is a movie that is available on Shudder. so I mean, you get a free, get your seven free day free day trial, seven day free trial for Halloween time. Watch it, cancel it, whatever. Um, but basically, this entire movie is just basically two people in a cabin telling scary stories to each other. Uh, it stars Aya Cash, who you might know from The Boys, or if you watch You're the Worst, which is a great series um and the other guy is actually also the director he also directed werewolves within if you saw that one but it's really it's it's a horror comedy um and like i said all it is is two people telling stories to each other and i think like a couple other characters come in like chris red from saturday Night live he shows up for a small part of it but especially Aya Cash, she's just amazing in this i recommend if you like horror, if you like horror comedies especially check out this movie um you know, is I, anyone else here seen that movie
2: it's on my list because I love Aya Cash and I always meant to watch it, but I haven't seen this yet. But yeah, I, I definitely will see it soon.
1: That's I, I also have not seen this. So no. sounds like a good time. I, I would highly
3: recommend it. Um, but my, my first time watch that I, I my favorite one I watched in the last week ish, um, is a Hulu movie called Rosaline, Rosaline however you want to pronounce it. Uh, this is a movie starring Caitlyn Deaver. Um, it's basically uh, the story of Romeo and Juliet. Um, as told by uh, Rosalind, who was Romeo's girlfriend at the time he met Juliet, who is now the jilted lover. So she's jealous. She's trying to ruin their relationship, trying to get him back, all that kind of thing. Of course, this other man comes into her, her life, and and she is you know, obviously they're going to be the ones end together. So there's not any big surprises. Um, but I'm a sucker for Shakespeare movies and Shakespeare adjacent stuff like this that takes a new twist on it. You know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, things like that. I tend to really love. Um, I really enjoyed this one it's of of course you got you know Caitlin Deaver who's just on a hot streak and she brings her kind of sarcastic humor to this and it works perfectly for it but it's just a light fun rom-com it's nothing too serious um you know I I know you see a Hulu movie and you tend to think just kind of write it off but it's actually I mean Hulu's been on a a pretty good run lately with things like Prey and stuff so um this is a pretty good one, one worth checking out um (laughs) excuse me um i think the music is great in it they kind of work in like some modern music but it actually fits pretty well in this um the guy who plays romeo looks like uh, 10 things i hate about you era heath ledger It's kind of weird and the guy who plays her new love interest is totally oscar isaac um but yeah the the director is the only other movie she did was called yes god yes which is a movie with natalie dyer in it um but this is just a movie that i think no not really anyone else in the community has watched it and they should because it's a lot of fun especially if you like shakespeare
0: uh, I've had uh, like two or three people tell me that I will really like this movie, but I have not seen it yet. Has anyone seen it yet? No. I haven't even
1: heard of it.
2: I, I've seen it. You know, I, I log into Hulu consistently, and I've seen it pop up, but I have not watched it yet.
0: Fair enough. Bill, we're going to go over to you. What's your favorite movie you log this
1: week? Uh, it was a rewatch uh, for a match, and I decided... There's never not a good time to rewatch The Long Kiss Goodnight. I absolutely adore this movie. It is like... When Shane Black is on and he gives a shit, there's few better that can just crank out some of the best dialogue I've ever heard <laughs> in a film. All the laughs come from, like, character. And just, like... It's just so good. Samuel L. Jackson is just, like... Every word out of his mouth should be in a museum. Of just how perfect every bit. And even like the minor performances by like Craig Furco, I think it is, is just like fantastic as the just shitty bad guy. But he's just so charismatic in the role. We probably should have let him do more stuff. So uh, on the basis of this, if if you like this kind of movie, it's very action, just very light. Don't think about it for more than a minute or two and you'll have the time in your life.
0: I uh, I, you kind of had me until your very
1: last sentence, Bill, uh, that that's my, yeah. if you say that about a movie, you're gonna, you're gonna turn you me off. You will not be bored watching this movie. You will laugh your ass off and enjoy them every minute.
0: Fair. Anyway, uh, John, have you seen The Last Kids The Long Kids Good Night? 95 last.
2: to 97 is like a magic time for me because I was working in a movie theater at the time. So pretty much every movie that came out I've seen. I definitely saw this numerous times, and the water wheel scene is like is like burned into my memory. I can like I could close my eyes and see that every single time. So I, I think Long Kids Tonight is a great movie. I remember having a great time watching it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it was definitely fun.
3: That is fair. Uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, people know how I feel about Shane Black movies, and especially you know '90s movies too. Uh, this was a great one. It's it's really, I mean, this is before people even really knew who Shane Black was. I mean, he'd written some stuff, you know, *Leslie the Weapons* and things like that, but he wasn't directing yet, and so his name wasn't really you know the selling point of a movie. But it's definitely, I mean, you look at it now, it's got that trademark kind of dialogue and wit to it. Uh, of course, you got the Christmas time setting. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson as he does most movies, but it still is awesome. It totally works here um yeah craig bierko I, I love craig bierko he's never really had a whole lot of he doesn't do a whole lot of big projects i mean i, I seen a lot of little you know movies like the comedy called sour grapes with stephen Weber. i enjoy for some reason a few other things but uh yeah this this is a, a great action comedy i know is I believe Renny harlan directed it and he was coming mm-hmm. off of you know Die Hard 2 and i think he did uh cliffhanger and some other stuff in the 90s we, we don't hear much from him lately i think he does a little some straight-to-video stuff but uh this is a good one
0: that is fair Uh, Yeah, I have not seen this. Uh, So now we are going to go to me uh, for my favorite movie vlog this week and I think I'm going to go yeah, I think I'm going to do this one. I I think my pick uh, is going to be uh, a movie that we did I believe talk about last week but uh, or two weeks ago. But I finally got around to it. Mean Streets. I finally uh, watched Mean Streets. It has. It, I had had this on my radar for like the longest time. I watched it last night. I was like, eh, why not? Finally get around to this. And yeah, it rules. Um, you can tell where Scorsese is going to go from here. There's a lot of like groundwork laid for his later career moments. But also, like, there's there's just there's a hint of it unpredictability to it like you can tell it's still young Scorsese uh De Niro is really good in this and I really like the dynamic between him and Keitel I think it's like really fascinating Keitel being like I love you buddy but you need to stop uh I I think it's really fascinating yeah uh really good uh John you see Mean Streets
2: this is one of those like I need to rewatch it as an adult movie. Uh, you know, my father watched a lot of stuff, you know, and it was just going on in the background as a child. So I definitely, could, if you played a scene of this movie, I could identify it as Mean Streets, but I can't really speak about it at an expert level. I know my dad likes it, so that's that's a plus.
3: Fair enough. Uh, Brian? Uh, no, I mean, this Scorsese, De Niro, Car- Keitel. Like this is, you know, not really a Brian kind of movie. It's one I always kind of thought I'd end up watching at some point for trivia, uh, but then I stopped doing competitive trivia, so I don't know if I ever will. But, yeah, that's not my kind of thing. Hey,
1: Bill, uh, I think I saw this like and I don't remember because it so I was in a teenager I had a friend of mine and he was uh, like obsessed with De Niro had like a book and a catalog and he was like it's my goal to watch every movie he's ever done and I think we I tried to watch this one I just think it wasn't for me at the time but that's just my tastes were weird I mean, I ended up enjoying Mad Dog and Glory. So that let you a little bit know about who I am as a person. Um, so I think this is one I've been meaning to go back to. I just never get around to it. So.
0: Oh, yeah. I am so shocked that Bill
1: Cariola enjoyed Mad Dog and Glory. Everybody uh, I have watched that movie loves Mad Dog and Glory. That is a thoroughly underrated film. Fair. No, yeah. Like, I mean, I
0: just, I know that that's a Bill movie. Uh, anyway. anyway. Now we'll go back over to John, because now we're going to go to your least favorite movie you log this week. John, line us up.
2: When you watch as much horror movies as I do, like whenever I log into any streaming service, they just recommend a bunch of crap to me. So uh, HBO Max recommended the movie to me, and um, I did not even understand how it got classified as a horror movie. And then when I looked it up online, it's really polarizing. People either love it or they hate it. Unfortunately, I'm a hate-it person. Uh, this is uh we're all going to the world's fair it came out last year um sorry to type all that out but we're all going to the world's fair um it's about a girl who has like a youtube channel kind of and she does like a viral challenge and it's just kind of like uh, like it's like the horror is uh, it's basically a horror about like the bleakness and loneliness of being like a teenage girl on the internet. I don't relate. Maybe I'm just old now. I don't know. If this is what movies are going to become, like I need to avoid these movies. Uh, Nothing happens. It's like an hour and a half movie. It feels like it's five hours long and it's not scary and it's not interesting. So that sucked.
0: That's fair. Uh, I had vaguely heard of this movie, but all I had heard about was the title. Uh, Brian, you seen this?
3: I'd heard of the movie. I have not seen it. I had, I, in a different community I was in, somebody was looking for horror recommendations uh, a while ago, and like two people brought up this title, and I'm like, oh, I'll add that to my watch list. And then like 20 people responded and said, no, don't bother watching it. <laughs> so I never got around to watching it. All
0: right, Bill? Never even heard of this shit. Fair enough. I imagine 12 uh,
2: year olds probably find this horrifying if they watched it, but like it was not scary.
3: Fair enough. Brian? So. I've actually had a pretty good week or so in terms of things I've been watching, uh, mostly a lot of really good watches uh, and rewatches. Um, the actual worst movie I watched, I watched for a different show, so I'm not going to cover that one here. Um, so the one that I'm going to talk about is actually not a movie I hate, but it's just my least favorite one that I've watched this week. Uh, it's not a good movie by any means, um, but it's got a certain bit of charm to it. And that's a horror movie from 2008 um, called One-Eyed Monster. Um <laughs> This is a movie. The only people in it you will have heard of are Amber Benson from uh, Buffy the Vampire *Slayer*, Charles Napier, maybe some of you know, and Ron Jeremy. Um, what this oh movie is is basically a cast and crew of a porn movie are going to shoot a porn movie in a, like a cabin, a remote, you know, mountain cabin uh, in the middle of winter. And at one point, uh, some alien force comes over and invades Ron's body. Next thing you know, it basically uh, removes itself with his dick, and then this. The rest of the movie is just the severed penis going around killing people in all the ways that you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a horror comedy. It's not a porn movie, but I mean, it's it's the acting. Well, half the cast is porn actors. Um, the acting is totally on par with you know your your typical porn movie. Um, but it's supposed to be it's poking fun of itself it's supposed to be cheesy it's supposed to be bad and it is fun i mean it's it, it's a fun concept it is not the movie doesn't end up being as funny as it could have been they didn't quite do everything they could have with it but it's the kind of movie you just watch with friends and make fun of and enjoy and it, like i said it's got some really creative kills as far as what you can do with that um uh at one point somebody sees it move across the floor and they said hey it looks like an inchworm it's like no more like a nine inch worm Uh, things like that or in independence day you know in independence day when uh the alien is controlling uh 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 up against the window um the alien does that with somebody else in this movie controls it by going up his ass so (laughs) anyway lots of fun stuff not necessarily a family movie um like i said i didn't hate the movie it's just it i i'm talking about like i really loved it it was fine for what it was it was just the my least favorite movie i watched this week
0: I really want to go back to a minute ago where I didn't know that this movie existed.
1: Bill. Give me one sec and add to cart. Cool.
0: John, you seen this?
2: I have seen this. um, And I agree with everything Brian said. I probably like it more than even Brian does. They actually were making a sequel to it called One-Eyed Monsters. I believe it got like, you know, the it just got help in production and now that Ron Jeremy's like facing, you know, jail time. I don't believe it'll ever get made. But yeah, everything Brian said is true. Uh there's a scene where it like wraps around somebody's throat cuz it's long enough to do that. Yep. Uh everything Caleb, seriously, you, when you've watched this come tell me about it. I'm sure you and you and your family can get together and watch this movie. This is definitely like a Boatman family movie, I feel. So you should definitely Could
1: you take a photo of the aftermath of this
2: film being watched in the Boatman house? Yeah. Maybe like you know, bring it on a Sunday. Watch it. I think you need. I think you need a Kingsman walk watch along. Oh my god, please! Kingsman watch along. I definitely a few of the Kingsmen would love this movie. I know, and I know, and I think you know which ones would love it. Uh, I, I can't see Caleb liking it, but I, I you know. But some of them would love it. <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go to to the, the Bill you with the hat. You sure. well, we all have okay. hats. You're
1: all you're all Gen Xers with hats on. Hats and glasses, fucker. Get on the get on our level. <laughs> Bill, go, go ahead. ahead. What am I doing? It's the it's the worst.
2: Your least favorite of the week. Yeah, the okay. Most.
1: That was an easy. This, this is an easy one. Yeah. It for no, a hot. No. There we go. Nice. Now it's now it's a thing. Um, for for a hot minute there, it it was going to be Halloween ends, but I watched something far worse i uh, going through Randy Harlan's entire catalog. I, and I've been putting it off for a very long time, but I finally watched Cutthroat Island <laughs> and this movie's dog shit. Kudos. They really, really did a wonderful job with the sets and locales, but my God, this thing is two hours and it feels like four. It is a slog to get through. And also the whole thing is like, find the treasure. How do you fuck this up? And they kind of do because they find the treasure and there's still 45 minutes left in this film where I'm like, what do we possibly even do with it? How are we like, you, you're you done. You did it. I don't care anymore. And it just drags on forever. Uh, Gina Davis was wrong for this. Luckily, Rennie Harlan figured out how to make her an action star a few years later. Thank God. Cause I got that right. Matthew Modine also kind of lost the only one who showed up and understood and knew what he was doing because he's a goddamn geez, Frank Jella. As always, that guy never phoned in it, but no, I would avoid this movie. Like the plague. It is boring.
0: That's fair. Uh, I I haven't watched this because I know it's reputation. Uh, John?
2: I watched this when I was a teenager. I, I don't remember hating it that much, but I don't remember liking it either. I remember being like, that's a movie I watched. So I think that's probably a fair assessment. I have watched it. I can't tell you much about it. Didn't didn't really leave an impression on me as, as a teenager. So that's fair enough.
1: That
3: is fair. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I watched this when it came out, and I thought, you know, it's not good, but it's it's whatever, um, and I kind of forgot about it. It's just a very forgettable film. Uh, years later, I went back, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that bad. You know, a lot of these people had gone on to do other things. I'm like, I'll check this movie out, and uh, and I went back and watched it, and yeah, it's it's not great. Um, I mean, pirate movies were, were never super in fashion since, like, you know, the days of, like, Errol Flynn or something like that um, until, basically, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, but there's a reason they didn't make many more of these in the 90s, because you know, whenever they made one like this, or like in the 80s, they had like the pirate movie of Christopher McNichol, things like that. They weren't good. So uh, yeah, there's a reason they didn't make more of these.
0: Valid. Um, so now we're over to me. Hey everyone. You know what happened a little less than a week ago? I got morbed. Ugh. Morbius. Morbius was not good. But, like, it was not good in such a way that I was really disappointed by the way in which it was not good. Because I had, like, built it up in my head that this was, like, just one of the most awful, like, atrocious movies. And it is really, really bad. Do not get me wrong. But it's bad in such, like, an uninspired and just soul-sucking way where I just I just felt black. Like, it was just, it was bad in just the most, like, boring way possible. It was just, I hated, I hated every minute of it. Um, It was, it was a bad time. Uh, Matt Smith was okay. He's the only person who, like, kind of knew what movie he was in. Um, John, you see Morbius?
2: No, I mean this seems like a movie I I have to eventually see. But then like every time I hear somebody talk about it, it just it just pushes it further down the list. Like it, you guys are helping me procrastinate watching Morbius, so I thank you guys. But I have not seen this movie. That's fair, Brian.
3: I didn't hate this movie. I'm not I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but I don't understand like the overwhelming you know hate and criticism it gets. I it's it's not any worse than you know thirty other you know mid-range comic book movies i've seen in the last several years um and i I'd, I'd honestly like it better than a lot of it. hell i'd rather watch this movie again than the batman because i hated the batman but that's just me i know that i and i'm fully aware that's a hot take you don't need to add me it's just i did not care for that version of it at all um i mean it it's a movie i was never interested to in see in the first place i was like why are they making this movie except just to try and cash in on something else from the spider-man universe that they had the rights to um i like everybody in it generally speaking i mean i like i've liked a lot of jared leto's movies i like a lot of matt smith's movies things like that but i mean it it doesn't really work in the end but again and it does feel like i know a lot of people said it feels like a, like a 90s or early 2000s horror, uh, superhero movie i'll agree with that um but it's not nearly as bad as it's made out to be
1: bill i ain't watching this shit fair Also, I was not a fan of the Batman either. So go figure.
0: Thank you. Fair. Um, Anyway, uh, now we're going to go over to our meat and potatoes of the show, Horror Guilty Pleasures. John, I can only imagine what uh, horrors this panel will will conjure up. And I mean horrors in both senses. Uh, Anyway, go ahead.
2: You know, there's a lot of things that are just like guilty pleasures. And like, I, I really had like a tough time figuring out like which ones I would pick, or like I didn't want to pick ones that other people would pick. But I also wanted to be the one to pick the ones that other people might pick. So I'm going to just lead off with Jack Frost and not Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. Are you fucking serious? That you was be, my number one. Are you yeah. got to be fucking kidding me? You, you need to go to your alternates now. I knew Shit. somebody else. I knew somebody else is going to pick it. Jack Frost is, it, as far as 90s movies go, Uh like one of the two that come to mind that's like so bad they're good. I won't mention the other ones. I think somebody else will probably pick that one. But Jack Frost is just incredibly like just like every snowman pun, every stupid way you can get killed by a snowman, and it spawned a sequel. Um I mean, you got you got Shannon Elizabeth scene in the in the in the shower where the where did the carrot go? Like, you know, everything about Jack Frost is it's, it's awe-inspiring in a mediocre way and I I have to say I've seen this movie so many times I enjoy it every time but you should not enjoy it
0: but I enjoy it fair enough um, I have not seen this and I don't want to Brian didn't see it.
3: Uh, I saw this like when it very first came out, and I worked in a video store at the time. I honestly remember zero about it, so I will give my time, extra time, to Bill, who wants to discuss it as
1: well. <laughs> so I was, a, I was in a punk band near the late 90s early 2000s, and uh, we wrote a song about this. As that was our ode to the Misfits. It's called The Ballad of Jack Frost. That's how much I fucking love this. Absolute trash film. And I mean that in every sense of the word. This film fails fundamentally on so many levels that it's actually a masterpiece. It is glorious. Yes. I mean, the whole antifreeze bit, fucking just, mm, oh my God. I should live so long to see someone get their head cut off with a child's sled. Fantastic. (laughs) I mean, amazing. Sarcastic 12 out of five stars for this film. Yes.
2: And they double down on the antifreeze gimmick in the second movie. It's great. Oh my God, it's so bad. There. Yeah.
0: Enough. Um, now we're
1: going to go. Vote to... oh, when you haven't seen it. No, I already said that. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you my login for something, wherever it is, you're going to watch it. No, I'm not. Um, it's 86 I'm... minutes. It's just fine. You, you, if you
0: play me an on tool, I will
1: Venmo you five hours to write a review. I will fucking seriously do this. I'll take
0: that
2: offer. No, I'll... I'll <laughs> look, easiest $5 $5, you ever made. $5 at the end of the day. I'll, I'll match $5. that. I'm going to match that $5 for you to watch Jack Frost. Let's go. There
1: you go. That's like... That's, that's like, the easiest 10 bucks you ever made. Okay, stipulation,
2: no, that. stipulation
3: has to be watched at normal speed. Can't play so okay, no.
1: I'm not him.
0: i
3: do
0: no, not me, Ricky Bobby. I don't do that. I... Cody even will come in here and vouch for me that I I don't do that. I don't condone that. I give him crap for it I don't don't lump me in
3: with that I, I didn't think you did I just took it as an opportunity to make a dig at him. That's fair <laughs> valid.
0: Anyway, where were we? Uh, uh, Brian, go ahead
3: um, you know my, my only problem is I struggle with what to call a guilty pleasure because half the stuff that I would say I don't feel guilty about at all. For loving it um so i'm gonna say one that i think some people might not like but most people haven't even heard of but i love it uh it's a movie from 2000 and i don't even know what it is 2011 uh, called detention uh this is a movie from director uh joseph khan who is the director of my favorite non-horror guilty pleasure which is torque uh which is basically fast and furious and motorcycles but it's so cheesy it's hilarious and it's so much fun to watch um Detention is a movie that, it, it's, I think my review, I call it a blender mentality. They threw up, and this is a movie that's, it's a teen comedy, it's a horror movie, it's a sci-fi movie, it's uh, coming of age, it's got romance, and it, it's, it's it, everything is thrown into this thing. Um, and as far as stylistically, I, I called it an, uh, an 80s John Hughes movie written by a 90s Kevin Williamson and shoved through a 2000s Edgar Wright film for style. Um, it's it, it's weird um i i won't go too much into the plot of it but it's just it's it's got uh, so much of it it stars josh hutcherson is the main star of this movie Ooh. um there aren't a whole lot of other names in the movie i don't believe dane, um, uh, dane cook is the principal in there uh yeah nobody else of note really um oh God, it's
1: just like a cross section of everyone that sucks <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well that, there, there you go. That makes you guilty pleasure. But honestly, I, I would highly recommend this movie because I mean you, you watch it and you start out thinking you're just watching this teen comedy and then it takes this turn and you realize it's like a horror movie, but then it's built within this whole time travel sci-fi element and it all kind of loops around. And I had never heard of this movie. I didn't even know if it came out in theaters. I don't think it did. Um so I had never heard of it until you know seven years after it got released. And I actually I watched we I, mean, I at first I wasn't sure. I'm like, do I? Do I like this movie? Do I hate this movie? I'm not sure how I feel about it. But then I've watched it several times since then. And I actually really enjoy this thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I won't talk too much about the plot of it again, uh, but it's just a movie that I think nobody's even heard of. Uh, but it's worth checking out because it's not it's better than the than the, you know, straight to video kind of thing would make you think it is. Uh, it's just one that went under the radar.
0: Uh, that is fair. No, this is this is a movie I've actually had on my radar for a while that I've wanted to see. So I don't I don't know if I will like it. I've been told it's annoyingly meta. Brian, is that accurate?
1: Um,
0: right, is it very meta?
3: It's somewhat meta. I mean, it's the kind of thing, like I said, it's kind of got that 90s Kevin Williamson dialogue that screams when he did scream. So it's definitely got a certain amount of meta. And then you add in kind of the the Edgar Wright kind of style of filmmaking. So, I mean, yeah, it's very meta. I wouldn't call it annoyingly, but that's just me.
0: I'm saying, not that you would call it annoyingly meta. Other people have called it annoyingly meta. And things that other people have called annoyingly meta are usually the things that I like that everyone else hates. So that.
3: And if you're not somebody who doesn't like horror movies, I mean, honestly, the horror element is kind of the smallest part of this. So it's kind of cheating to bring this into the into this conversation, into this episode. But it, I mean, it's definitely got horror in it. But It's that's not considered horror,
0: horror on IMDb and Brian. There we go. If we're being finicky about what horror Warzone is. Warzone rules. There we go. You're going to hate what one of my picks is if we're being finicky about what horror is. Because, yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh, uh, Bill, have you seen this? I have not
2: but
1: uh, it sounds like a movie I would give a shot to. Hey, John?
2: Definitely have seen it in the heyday. like b- Before I cut the cord on cable, I was just having my DVR tape everything that came on the movie at like 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning on all the Cinemax channels. And I'm sure Detention was in there. That's probably how I watched it. But I definitely have seen it, and everything Brian said is true. I'd say it's like a lot of the meta stuff is like – like accidental is the wrong word, but it kind of like has no choice but to be that way with the way the plot of the movie is. I guess is the best way to put it. It's it's definitely worth watching. It's interesting. It's an interesting experiment in in horror.
0: That is valid. Uh well now we go to Bill. Bill, what fresh horrors hath you brought?
1: You know, <laughs> sometimes it's gonna be okay. You never know. So uh well, since my number one pick got yanked which is fine. I never thought in a million years that would happen, but here we are. So I will go with another movie from the 90s. It was like, I found it by accident, watched it. This movie is bizarre. It's like a horror comedy. I think it was made for no money, but oh my god, do I love Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man is such a great time. It is so weird. So it's basically Rupert Everett runs a cemetery where all the dead people he bury always come back to life and he has to kill them again and then bury them again. <laughs> That's kind of basically the long short of it. And he has some other weird subplots with like him falling in love with a woman I don't want to get into or his assistant falling in love with a dead woman after he takes her head and kind of has it and keeps it as a pet. It's like super weird, but uh bizarre in all the best ways possible. I, and everybody I show this movie to, they're like, that was the weirdest shit. But God damn, this is such a fun time. So,
0: yes. Yeah. Um, John?
2: Honestly, Bill, I think we're even now. This wasn't my pick because Cemetery Man is straight up my favorite 90s horror movie. Like, yeah. without without question, if you ask me to list the top ten, I'm not a list guy. But if I made a list, and I did make a list one Cemetery Man was my number one. I love this movie. I will recommend it to anybody. Uh, Whenever somebody asks me what's your favorite horror movie, I always say Cemetery Man. So the fact that you said this is great because I get a chance to talk about Cemetery Man. Yeah, Uh, there's also definitely like
1: no budget whatsoever. Yeah, there's also a subplot
2: with a zombie with a zombie child, which is great in that movie. (laughs) Uh, Literally, like they just said, like you know what. Give me ideas. Throw out ideas for a zombie movie. And they probably threw out like 12 ideas. Like, fuck it, we're using all these. And they just threw all of it into the movie, and it works. It's a fantastic movie. I love Cemetery Man. Beyond words.
3: Brian? Uh, I have not seen this movie. I just added it to my watch list. Honestly, you said it, and my, my mind went to Cemetery Junction, which is a refined Vicky and Ricky Gervais movie. It's a very different film. Um, but yeah, this one I I have never seen, and I don't know anything about it. So I'm definitely going to check it out.
1: Oh, you got to check this out. I love it. Yeah. You you specifically, Brian, you're going to love this movie.
3: (laughs) That
0: is fair. Uh, Well, uh, I'll be honest. I got a little bit nervous when Bill Cariola started talking about a mid 1990s ridiculous horror comedy because Bill Cariola is the person that forced me to watch Tammy and the T Rex, (laughs) which is going to be my first pick here. I told you, uh, you would love this movie. Harry <laughs> the T-Rex is terrible, but did it's I totally have a great time watching this movie? Absolutely. Oh, this, uh, this, this was a bad time, but a fun time. Um, Denise Richards is terrible in this. <laughs> like, uniquely terrible in this. Uh, it's it's I, I remember the whole time watching this, I was just thinking, who is this for? <laughs> who is this for this isn't for children this isn't for adults this isn't for anybody It's like it's too violent and sexual for children but it's like has way too many like little kid moments for adults and it just it exists but I kind of love that it does because it is just so bizarre.
2: John have you seen Tammy and the T-rex? I haven't seen it. I, I'm I'm aware of it. I have never seen it, so I will rectify that as soon as possible. The, the fact that it came up here, uh, I will I will see it.
3: Brian, uh, no, this is this is another one where as soon as you said it, my mind went to the wrong movie because I'm picturing the Whoopi Goldberg movie Theodore Rex, <laughs> 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 very different film again. Um, but yeah, I've heard this title. I knew nothing about it. I didn't know Deese Richards and uh, and Paul Walker were in it, and uh, now I kind of got to check it out. Paul Walker's in it,
1: yeah. Oh, is oh. it like brief? He's okay. like here for 10 minutes, then he Brian, he's 15. the t He's listed
3: second on Letterboxd. So. Oh
0: god. Brian, he's the T-Rex. He is. Oh. <laughs> Paul Hawker's the T-Rex. Brian. All right then. Watch Bill, go edit. ahead. Oh, sorry, Brian. I didn't
1: mean to cut you off. Okay, oh, sorry, oh, watch go watch. ahead. Okay. Um, there is a really great uh, supplemental piece for this. So if you ever watch uh movie bob. He does this thing in October, is called Chill October, where he talks about kind of films like this. The entire episode he did on this on this movie is like just as fascinating as the oddball film this is, and just knowing the history of this whole movie came about because some guy owned a mo- like basically an animatronic dinosaur and said, "Hey, put that in a movie. Here's here's some money, I guess." And they're like, "All right, cool." we'll figure it out. And then they made it and they're like, Oh my God, that's like way too violent. And then they cut out all the gore and then try to put it on TV and make it for kids. And then they re-released it with all the blood back in because this movie takes every fucking turn possible of like, well, this is weird. Oh, well this got like straight up violent out of nowhere. (laughs) I will say Terry Kaiser, MVP of this film because he knew 100% the film he was in and he is chewing every piece of scenery. Every second he's on screen. God bless that, man. He totally got it. And the, uh, what is it? The the one, the evil kid for Children of the Corn, I believe, is also in there. Yeah. Like, this movie's just a weird, like, how the fuck are these people... And also the ending, if you think about it for more than five seconds, is truly a fate worse than death. <laughs> <So>, yep. <Yeah. yeah.
3: laughs> uh, I would also like to point out, uh, this one also only available streaming on Shutter. So when you get your seven-day free trial for Scare Me, watch this too.
1: You fucking welcome <laughs> the internet.
2: <laughs> anyway... Um, John,
1: go ahead with
0: your, uh, your second pick here.
2: Yeah, it sucks that I can only pick a limited amount. But, uh, you know, recently I was, you know, developing a strength for trivia and I was going through all my 90s slashers and I, I rediscovered a movie that I didn't realize I loved this much the first time I saw it. But, the, you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth times I watched it. I love Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles, uh, <laughs> 1992's Dr. Giggles. Uh, Larry Drake is like an uh, underappreciated American treasure. This is another movie where I don't know what the writer's room looked like, but like they were like, all right, guys, brainstorm every doctor pun, every doctor uh, stereotype. We have to fit every single doctor thing we can in 90 minutes. And they do it, man. Uh, Some of the kills in this movie are fantastic. He kills a girl with a Band-Aid, a giant Band-Aid, among other things. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Maybe not both, but I'm sure the two of you have seen it. Dr. Giggles, if you haven't seen it, check it out it's it's relatively unoffensive but it is funny and uh, not scary funny watch it
0: yeah uh, I have not seen this shocker
3: Brian yeah I saw this back in like the 90s it first came out all, all I remember about it I mean because Larry Drake is somebody who I really only knew is like you know the mentally challenged Benny from LA law um, and then in, in this period of just a couple short years he did like the villain in dark man and then this. And uh, so it, it's kind of one of those things where it's really fun to see somebody do this com- role completely different than what you know them as. Um, I honestly don't remember a whole lot about the plot of the movie itself, but I think I remember enjoying it.
1: Bill? I saw this opening night in the theaters. This movie's garbage, and I love it. Uh, the Band-Aid kill always being my favorite of just how utterly ridiculous that is. <laughs> this movie's a hoot. I haven't seen this in years. I really need to watch this one again. Fair enough. Uh
0: yeah. Uh we will go to Brian.
3: Um a so second pick. Um Yep, your second pick.
0: And yeah. two of you, you can fight over which two uh we'll get a third pick. Because oh, cool, because I already have
3: three. So that's
1: good.
0: okay. Bill, you can go and then I know John already expressed yep. it, so. Unless
3: Brian, you want to fight? Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. They're, they're, they're the horror. They're the horror guys. I'll let them. Yeah. I, I um, my my second guilty pleasure is absolutely guilty pleasure because this, this this one is a completely shitty film. Um, this is a movie I watch every fall around a certain time of year. Uh, but it's not Halloween. I watch it Thanksgiving. Uh, the tagline is "Gobble gobble motherfucker." Um, this movie is Thanksgiving. Yes uh thanks killing is a movie that was made it's basically a home movie if you look at this thing it's made like a four thousand dollar budget it's it's really low quality the actors are horrible it's a bad movie um it's basically about a, a killer turkey uh going around killing everybody's wise cracking saying all kinds of you know cool one-liners and things um the turkey is just completely done as like a, a puppet and not like a good quality puppet it's like a the insult dog kind of thing you know it's just a really horrible puppet um, but he's going around killing people. At one point, he's sexually assaulting a woman. He's got all the you know fun one-liners. Um, at one point, he's wearing a gravy-flavored condom. Uh, he disguises himself as humans by wearing. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Uh, he disguises as a human by at one point just wearing Groucho glasses, and so people just think he's a human. At another point, he's wearing a, another human face is disguised, like you know Leatherface or, or uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um, it's a, it's a horrible, horror movie, but it's one that is so much fun to watch, especially because you watch around Thanksgiving. Everybody else is watching their family-friendly movies, you know, all these wonderful feel-good things. And I'm watching Thanksgiving. Um, there was a sequel. It was called Thanksgiving 3. Uh, there is no Thanksgiving 2. The whole concept of it is that uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2, which was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving in space, uh, was so horrible that uh, the turkey, it was shelved and now the, the, the killer turkey wants to go around and uh, destroy the only remaining copies of it and kill those responsible for it. Um, that one was not nearly as funny. That one By that point it kind of got in the cult following the first one so they tried too hard. So don't bother watching the third one. But the first one, ton of fun. I'll be honest, the third one sounds way better than the first The concept one. is good. It, it was not, though. It was not.
0: Fair. uh, uh... Bill,
1: I have never seen this movie. This seems like such a Bill movie. I'm I like, know I'm... it's been oh. on my watch list for years. I just, I've never gotten around to it. I apologize.
0: The movies Bill hasn't seen will never cease to shock me.
1: Uh, John,
2: Thanks Killing is part of like that like subgenre of movies, kind of like One Eyed Monster too, where it's like things that shouldn't be killing people, killing people, like, which is great. Like, like this Ginger Dead Man, all those movies. Rubber. rubber. Are fantastic deathbed, yeah, like, yeah, deathbed. Uh, then they, whatever, all those movies. Uh, what was it, Rape Stove? The Stove that Rapes. Um, oh, that, that, that's a Pat Oswald. Oswald joke, <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> a, not, not a real movie. Not a real movie. There is no,
1: there is no raping stove,
2: there's though. no rape stove. <laughs> um,
1: Oh, I'm gonna yeah, give yeah, that
2: all those, movies, I, 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 all those movies where it's just like this random innocuous object or or thing just killing people. I'm 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 there for it. Every, every one of those movies, I'm there for it.
0: Has ever, has everyone said things about the turkey movie?
1: Yes, we have. Okay. Yes, Bill. Yeah, let's uh, let's put some class back in here and talk about shopping mall, shall we? <laughs> Do I even need to say anything about shopping mall? <laughs> this movie's ridiculous (laughs) and it's just one of those ones where you just make someone watch it and they're like what in the fuck is this film is this a sci-fi film is this a teen sex comedy i have no idea what's happening in here and i love every goddamn minute of it so it's basically a bunch of kids they work at a mall the mall for some reason has high-tech security robots that just monitor the place at night. And then they go kill crazy because robots. So that's it. He's got lasers. They're trying to fight these things. It's fucking bonkers. It is just like one of those, I don't know how much cocaine you had to do till you got to that moment. And you said, I am putting this on film and preserving it forever. And I love every goddamn minute of it. Yes.
0: I, I think I'm just disassociating at this point. Um, I I, I think it's
1: probably free
2: on like.
0: Ryan, did, did you write
2: a question about this movie?
0: Somebody wrote a
2: question. I, I don't think I did. I answered a question about this movie, like how many robots there are. I've answered a question about.
3: It. Oh, that was not me. No,
0: we didn't ask that. We asked. I, I remember the answer was name the movie, and Mike Hanley got the question and hit it. But I don't remember who wrote that question. Um, doesn't matter. Anyway, I haven't seen this. Because you guys are all masochists. I'm sorry. John?
2: Oh, I've definitely seen Chopping Ball. I've seen Chopping Ball several times. Uh it's great. It's like and it's and it's a who's who of like, you know, 80s 80s sitcom. Who the who, who's that? The dude from head of the class is in it, the, you know, the mm-hmm. preppy dude's in it. Uh, and there's a few other like, you know, faces if you're as old as we are, you know. And Caleb, I, I think t- syndication the... oh, TV for Caleb Bowman, actual TV for us.
1: What is her name? She's in like everything. she's like royalty. Hold on what like barbara, barbara crampton thank you yeah, yeah it wasn't coming to me yeah fucking, on me. come on you never go wrong with barbara crampton the woman that never ages apparently so
3: that is and the best one is dick miller come on um no this is a movie i i didn't see this movie until i don't know like five years ago i finally watched the first time it was on like amazon prime or something probably around halloween time and i watched it and uh i mean it, it's the kind of thing if you watch it knowing you're going to that kind of 80s cheese fest horror you really can enjoy it because it's a ton of fun. They clearly thought they were on the cutting edge of technology using these robots and lasers, things like that. And that just makes it all the more hilarious because it's just so, you know, basic. Uh, but, yeah, this is a fun one.
0: That is fair. Okay, this is the movie that uh, stretches the definition of horror. But IMDb let it count. So um, I'm going to oh, count boy. it. It also stretches the definition of guilty pleasure a little bit cuz I don't I I don't know if this movie has a reputation for being bad but this just to me it feels like a guilty pleasure cuz it's a movie that just feels very stupid but I liked it anyway. Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. Um I this th- this one is very silly, very dumb. Um at this point I don't remember at this point how many monsters Abbott and Costello had met. But they they had met a few at this point and you can tell they were running out of ideas. But there's a lot of just very stupid puns. Like there's a whole like bit about a pickaxe and like it gets into like a very like, did you pick this pickaxe or which pickaxe did you pick and it's it's very stupid. It's very stupid. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's very dumb. It's very dumb. I enjoy it anyway. John?
2: Sadly, no. I have not gotten to those late-stage Universal movies uh, for, for this exact reason. <laughs> I'm sure this is a very safe movie to show where you work, uh, Caleb. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I never got around to watch this movie, unfortunately.
0: I didn't even show the, the have watched this for work. I watched this because Lucasfilm <coughs> pick Abbott and Costello movies back in the 2021 Warzone trip.
3: Anyway, uh, Brian. I have never seen an entire Abbott and Costello movie. It's just not my kind of humor. I can, I, I I can watch like short bits of like obviously like the Who's on First and things like that. I enjoy, but anytime I've tried to watch more than you know, ten minutes of them, it's just it's just not my style. Them and Marx Brothers and all that kind of stuff, just not for me.
1: Nope. I have also never seen this movie. So I've actually uh, Abbott Costello is a bit of a blind spot for me. Like I like Brian, I've kind of like you know the famous bits, but I've never actually watched any movie of theirs. So I'm bad at comedy.
0: Fair. fair. Uh, anyway, now uh, we, ch- we got room for two picks. So, John, I'll let you kick it off.
2: In fact, when I get a third pick, I just got go to go for a more modern movie. I, I don't want to say more modern. It's still, you know, I think at least 10 years old, if, if not more. Um, Hobo with a Shotgun. Let's talk about Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs>
0: um,
2: just like... Over the top, I don't think anybody like really like you know loves this movie. No one saw my hobo the shotgun being like a great movie. But Rucker Hauer is just goes full bore into this movie. It's so over the top. It's about like he's a hobo and he just he, he comes into this this town, this depraved town that's under the uh the iron fist of like a criminal warlord and his two sons, which are great. Slick and Ivan are some of the greatest characters uh you'll ever see in, a, in an exploitation horror movie. And then there's also like these hitmen characters called the Plague. Who are also fantastic. They harp. They do harpoon nooses into the ceiling. Um, There's like people putting their getting stuck in manhole covers with their and their their heads ripped off by cars. Everything you can imagine in this movie, they just do it. They go. They go full born it's part of that. Like you know, it it was that time period uh, where like you know people were just trying to top each other. And this started as one of the uh, fake trailers in uh, the grindhouse movie, and it's one of the two movies they actually made into an actual movie. So, Hope with a shotgun. Check it out.
0: Fair, uh, I haven't seen this. Obviously,
3: Brian. You know, I, I I haven't seen this one. This is one, and I, I didn't even realize it was a, it was a horror movie. It's uh, it's I'm kind of more interested to see it now because I mean, Rucker Howard, I like especially when he does is more you know kind of the I mean he obviously has been in some big budget things like Blade Runners and the Lady Hawks and things like that. But, you know, I love Rucker Howard when he's in, like, Blind Fury and stuff like that. You know, there's just this stuff that's just silly for the sake of being, I mean, well, not silly. But it's just it's just kind of fun, low-budget action, whatever it is. Uh, so this sounds like my kind of thing, but I have not seen it yet.
0: Fair enough. Bill?
1: Uh, I haven't either. But now Brian maybe said sad I haven't seen Blind Fury in years. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I got a both of them, just throw that right in the cart. I'm shocked. My friend, friend has been harping on me for years to watch Hobo with a Shotgun. I just I oh, it's so good.
2: It. I'm sure it is. I have it as five stars on, on Letterbox. Damn yeah, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> no, I, like, I like this panel because normally I have these panels and I've seen everything, whether I liked it or not. But t- I've already got three or four movies tonight. I added my watch list. So, uh, Bill, take us home.
1: Okay, I, I, I too like John. Decided uh, I w- it was almost going to be Chud, but I decided to leave Chud off. So because. You don't need to see Chud. It's fine. So, But uh, a couple years ago, me and Beyonce Knowles just happened on like a random movie, and we watched it, and I was like, this is actually kind of funny. Uh, it's a little weird, and it is uh, 2015's Freaks of Nature. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, had... Okay, yeah. This is just... Is this movie good? No. Is it fun to watch and just like dumb? Absolutely. Uh, the amount of people in this film is fucking insane. It is like, and these are the supporting people of like Joan Cusack, Bob Odenkirk, Keegan-Michael Key, Patton Oswalt, Vanessa Hudgens, Dennis Leary, fucking Werner Herzog. Like, this is nuts. And it's basically, it is a town overrun with like vampires and werewolves and like zombies. And, It's just treated like this is normal, like the zombies live in a ghetto and everyone makes fun of them and they're kind of intelligent until they eat a brain and they get kind of dumb. And there's vampires running around and then aliens land and fuck the whole thing up. It is so fun because it is so preposterous and I I had a blast watching this. Uh, It is a good time. It's probably free somewhere. It is worth it. It is worth one watch. So.
0: Okay then. Uh, y- y- I- you lost me, and then you had me with John- Joan Cusack and uh, Bob Odenkirk. So, pretty much anything with them, I'm not
1: opposed to. Yeah. Um, there's a great bit. Oh, what is his name? He's from he's from uh he's from the Upright Citizens Brigade gonna bother me but he's like in a bunch of stuff he's one of those guys where you just see him like oh that oh, guy yeah and that's um what is his name
2: know, which, the, which guy from the upright sister the the bigger dude or the smaller dude or bigger guy is that, isn't it, his name's like Matt something Matt Walsh isn't that his name
1: yes Matt Walsh yeah Not that's Matt how you look for oh he was the uh, cheer coach in bring it on that guy you would probably figure that out if you saw that movie. Well, anyway, oh, uh, I, yeah. I know, gets, you know, He gets eaten, and he is talking through the whole thing because he is not dying right away, but he's just getting eaten by zombies. He's like, why am I not passing out from all of this pain? Please, God, make it stop. And it goes on for an uncomfortable amount of time. It's really fun.
0: Fair.
1: Anyway, uh, John?
2: Haven't seen it. It does come up. I'm, I'm not sure which I, – I saw it come up on some service I have. I'm not sure. It's definitely streaming somewhere because it's been shown to me recently. Uh, i want to say it's got to be hulu or peacock or something it's one it's on one of them right now i know that uh so i will make a note to watch that that's fair brian uh yeah
3: freaks of nature's movie i think it's worth more than one watch i've already watched this it looks like i've logged it three times the last time i watched it was just last month but i remember watching this movie before it even came out just hearing the cast and and the log line what it was about it was originally called kitchen sink um, because of the fact that it had vampires, werewolves, aliens, zombies, and all this stuff just like everything you could think of was thrown in there. Um, then they obviously changed the title to freaks of nature, which probably makes a little more sense to most people. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies that like, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a, it's a horror comedy, which obviously is something I really enjoy. Uh, it's got a great cast. I mean, even just, I mean, besides he said the supporting cast, you got Mackenzie Davis, who I've always liked Nicholas Braun is the lead. I think he's a funny guy when he's, when he's doing things. Um, but yeah, I I would definitely recommend checking this one out. It's more fun than you think. That's fair.
0: I, I do like Nicholas Franz. So maybe this is like, this isn't detention, even though the detention was already on my radar. Are like it's on
2: t- Hulu if you have the stars add on. That's where it is. Or I mean, stars. I, 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 I do have Yeah. And and I it think says you,
1: it's on Amazon too. Also, so this, Ian Roberts was the guy. Ian Roberts. About. Yeah. Let's Ian Roberts. Anyway. Yeah. He's uh, like, you've seen him in a million things. So
0: that's fair. Well, uh, that does conclude that portion of the show. To recap, Jack Frost, Attention, Cemetery Man, Tammy and the T-Rex, Dr. Giggles, Thanks Killing, Chopping Mall, Adam Costello Meet the Mummy, Hobo with a Shotgun, and Freaks of Nature.
1: That's the best so- list I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we are going to go wrap it up with the movie of the month, which was Rope from 1948. Uh, no one here had talked about it yet this month, right? Okay, John, I'll let you start.
2: You know, it's not every day I got to watch a movie from the year my father was born. So that was, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I watched it. I've never seen it before. I mean, I've heard people talk about it like my entire life. I never actually got around to seeing it. I knew what it was about mostly, uh, and watching it it was it was really good. I think it, you know everybody, you know, nobody lied to me about this movie. I felt it was it was compelling the entire time through. I found myself as I do with most of these movies cuz I have like a twinge of like of, sick, of sickness in me. And I was like I could have done that better. I could have gotten away with it. Like you know, like the, the the one scene like where like they like you know, they kind of, there's a little bit too much foreshadowing for it to be a like, perfect movie cuz you you knew the one dude's going to just like lose his shit like later on in the movie. Like, like this guy, this guy's in a break. And the ones like when they're alone, the fact that they don't move the body bothered me. Like if, if they knew that he was going to look there, they should just move the goddamn body and they would have got away with it. So that's how I feel about Rope.
0: Uh, fair enough. What what do you give it out of five, John?
2: I give it four out of five. Four. Brian? Um, I'm not generally a Hitchcock
3: guy. I mean, a lot of the ones people love like the psychos and the vertigos and things like that. I'm not a fan of, but Rope is actually one of my, one of my two favorite uh, Hitchcock movies. Uh, the other being Strangers on a Train, which also has Father Granger in it, although he's a horrible actor. That's that's a coincidence. Um, but I really enjoy this one and, and this one I mean it, it felt very much like uh, essentially a filmed play. You can tell it's like kind of this one sitting thing just the way it works. But I love the way that they used uh, they technically did it like you know they have like the whole cityscape background outside the window. But anytime they like move out of the, away from the window, when you come back, it's changed. So it's like it's getting towards night. It's not just the lighting, like the clouds, the the fake clouds they have moved things like that, and so it just uh, I thought for especially for the day to be able to to pull that off in this kind of one one setting thing, it worked. Um, and that, that also does kind of betray the whole real time aspect of the of the story though, also because you know their whole dinner party from arrival to departure lasts like thirty minutes, and then like also it goes from bright daylight sun to complete nighttime within the you know, what 79 minutes of the movie. Um, but I mean, the performances in this are fun. Kind of the cat and mouse game is great. Uh, the one guy, uh, Brandon, totally reminded me of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he could totally play the role if they remade this movie today. Um, I found it interesting that Jimmy Stewart's character created the purge. Uh, it was his idea, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that was kind of fun. Um, but no, this this is uh, you know, for somebody like me who's not a big lover of Hitchcock, I actually quite enjoyed this one. I gave it three and a half stars.
0: That's fair. Uh you
3: three and a half percent. Oh, and 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 uh mentioned for Spence, my third pick would have been Dude probet Party Massacre three, just so you know. Oh, uh,
1: that's fair. I'm sorry, Adelaide. Bill. Uh, <laughs> so uh I I, I grew up kind of on Hitchcock, but not mainly like not the movies per se, but uh, when I was a kid they would do Alfred Hitchcock presents on Nick at night reruns. And I watch these like constantly. And I really kind of love that storytelling, like the way they did it. And so this is like one of those, I've heard about it for a year. I heard like, this is a great movie. So I finally watched it literally right before I got on here. And I was like, Oh, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Like they were efficient. And it's like a few minutes in where I realized, am like, is this whole movie going to be like one take? And it just about is. And I'm like, that is expert for the time. Like I was blown away and the, just the way they do the tension and everything slowly and fucking Stewart is killing it in this. And you just see the wheels turning in his head as he's like going through this party. But John Dahl kills it. Like he is like the most smug son of a bitch I've ever seen on film. It probably quite some time. And, uh, I really just want to see him get popped in the face just like once. So, uh, The thing that bugged me, though, is the end of just like shooting the shooting the gun out the window. And I'm like, oh, I got to call the cops. I'm like, I'm from Philly. Like, we hear gunshot. We tell you to shut the fuck up. So but that's just (laughs) like that's just the way we are. But no, honestly, four. I would I haven't logged it yet, but I'd say four and a half out of five. This is every bit the movie you've heard. So
0: that is valid. Uh, Yeah. So that does conclude our show for the week but next uh, month we do have i don't know exactly tim and i haven't talked about when we're doing these but next month we've got movies starring snl alums fantasy movies 80s comedies and movies you'd like to live in so if you want to be on any of those message myself for timber kala and we'll get you on there Well, thank you to our panel. Thank you to John, Brian, Bill. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This has been Multiplex Logged It. We will see you next time. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening.